And we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. That's right. What up, everyone? And this is a real one, unlike the last one, which was just an update. Yeah, very sorry to people who thought our last update was actually a full-length episode, and then they only got a five-minute update saying, we'll "No, be back. I got." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually named the episode just as uh, "Meet 2021 uh, Update." Okay, great. So you、yeah. set their expectations right. Good job.、You're、just trying to manage a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、Uh-huh. Well, so you know, if, if you haven't listened to our last update, we are moving to a. Monthly update schedule, so yeah,、uh, mm-hmm. you know you can expect more consistent updates from us, but more on a monthly basis than a weekly or biweekly basis. Yes, so this will be at least till the end of this year, and in the meantime,、uh, preparing an episode、uh, in between of the recordings now、uh, will be more. Uh, we have more time to do it uh, because uh, the uh, release schedule is pushed back. So we're working on to get some guests and、uh, come up with more、uh, innovative and new topics for you.、Um, you know, just to、uh, feel a lot more interesting content. Absolutely. And、mm-hmm. today、uh, we have kind of a pretty exciting topic that we've touched on in you know bits and pieces in our previous episodes. Um, uh-huh. On food science as a STEM subject, but before wait, wait, wait. we dive、yeah. in, <laughs>、uh, you got some follow-ups, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So if you listen to any of our past few episodes,、uh, you you might notice that around February of 2021,、uh, I opened a can of luncheon meat that I bought. So for those who don't know, you know, Spam is the brand name of a.、Uh, One type of luncheon meat, but luncheon meat is kind of the ge- generic name for that product.、Um, mm-hmm. So I bought this luncheon meat brand. It is not Spam, but a separate brand from the Nongshim manufacturer. But long story short, I opened the can of luncheon meat. It was not expired. It was far from its expiration date. Uh, but there was a huge grove of a multi-color、uh, mold <laughs> all over the surface of the spam.、Yeah. You know, white mold, green mold, black mold. It was a、oh, party、no. happening、yeah. there. And that led us to discuss our episode forty-one, which is food complaints and lawsuits. Right. Uh huh. And you know, since then, I have sent.、Uh, An email, not email. I I reached out to the manufacturer about this faulty product. Never got a response. I reached out to FDA, and FDA actually、uh, did write back to me. You know, I sent、mm-hmm. them photos. I sent them expiration date and lot numbers, all of that, and、uh, I actually got a email feedback from them saying that thanks for. You know, sending all your information in, we had a few additional questions. Did you consume the product?、Uh, did anyone consume the product? Were they sick? Yada yada yada.、Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately,、uh, what happened was I finally got an email from the USDA. Actually, the reason being that even though I submitted my complaint to FDA, luncheon、yeah. meat is technically a pork product. So that falls under USDA and not、mm-hmm. FDA. Okay. So a USDA epidemiologist reached out to me, and they said that you know,、uh, you know, 
after I gave all those additional information they asked for, they said that because this is an imported food product and not a product that was manufactured in the U.S., they're gonna kind of send it over to uh, I want to say the customs department. I mean, I, there's a name for mm. it. You know, let me I I can look it up. So, so like uh, the importing agency or whatever. Like Correct. basically, the agency regulating imported goods. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and that is the end of it. <laughs> okay, so you have so they basically were like, "Oh, thank you. this is USDA. We're gonna forward your message to uh, whichever the other department is." Mm-hmm. That's okay. Right. That sounds pretty classic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I am glad that they did actually get back to me. Well, as the manufacturer uh, never actually got back to me. Yeah. But it sounds like they were more concerned about whether people consumed the food. Right. I mean, uh-huh. if someone had consumed that, they would have ended up in the hospital. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Black yeah. mole, you don't want to mess uh-huh. with that. Uh, right. So, I mean, that's pretty... I guess that's what... It just shows what they care the most mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah uh-huh. and which is you know people's people's health people's lives mm-hmm. uh, that is what matters yep so i'm glad i heard back that's uh, good but also a good reminder if you reach out to the manufacturer of a product that you saw a defect in and they don't respond well go to usda Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I looked through my email and I found out that USDA actually forwarded my complaint to FSIS import staff. Um, FSIS is Food Service Inspection Service or something. Food, food safety, safety and inspection inspe- service. That's service. right. Yes. Yeah. So and that. Okay. Uh, that was the last I have heard from them. But that's still within the USDA, I think. I believe that is also still within the USDA, but I am uh-huh. guessing that, you know, whoever was got my initial request might not be in the right subdivision to be dealing with this. So now it okay. is forwarded to the FSIS import staff. Uh, okay. So looking to hear back, uh, I, I last got that letter June 3rd. They sent mm-hmm. me an email, but also a super formal letter on like USDA letterhead on like a PDF. <laughs> so oh, like, dear okay. Amanda Sia, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, so yes. it seems pretty legit. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll continue to follow it. You're yeah. going to update us again. We'll give you episode two or three whenever that happens. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so on to the main topic of today. Yep. Food science as a STEM subject. Well, food science is a STEM subject in that university, right. mm-hmm. uh, but we're now talking about as a, as a STEM subject in primary and secondary education. So mm-hmm. possibly in elementary school or kindergarten, you can supposedly to teach food science. Right, right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, when you... Th- when you think about teaching STEM as a, you know, discipline in primary and secondary education, you know, kind of K through 12, a lot of times I think people think of like, okay, like, how do we make this fun? Like, let's do robotics. So kids learn about like coding and, you know, mechanical engineering and all of these different things. Right. Yep. Um, But I think that, you know, there is, 
a huge discipline in STEM, which is regarding food and agriculture, that can be really leveraged for primary and secondary education to inspire kids and to generate interest in STEM that maybe we haven't really been leveraging as much as some of the other disciplines in right. science. Right. I think um, that's exactly why we want to bring up this topic. And I can share an example of my uh, recent work. Uh, I've been uh, working on my PhD and a lot of my uh, current research had to do with uh, rheology. So rheology is a subject to study how materials or matters flow. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, this is a pretty obscure uh, type of way to uh, explain materials. It falls, I think, overall into material science, but food scientists use it a lot, uh, especially dealing with gels uh, and doughs. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so I've been also very, like, it's not, it, rheology hasn't been my specialization before. So I had to also make sense of it uh, on the go as I'm doing my research. Right, right. Right. So I've been just using like the most basic and just like things that I can find in life, uh, like in my kitchen counter to talk about or to think through mm -hmm. these rheological concepts, mm -hmm. um, uh, which we, which I call like the plain rheology. Like it right. sound fancy, but it really uh, the observable. Uh, phenomenon mm -hmm. are pretty simple. So, for example, uh, there's this concept called uh, yield stress, right? So it's basically how much force, or, or uh, well, in this case, it's stress. So, so it's um, it's pressure uh, that that you're applying to a material for it to uh, basically take a move. Mm -hmm. So, so if you think of uh, a mayonnaise or a ketchup, when you had to like squeeze it out of the bottle, you have to apply some pressure. Right before right. it starts to move, right, so that pressure right. itself it's yield stress, mm -hmm. and, and and you know in standard rheology there are many ways to measure it uh, to define it. There's a debate whether this thing ever existed or not. Yeah. So so you got <laughs> you can get pretty deep into the weeds. Absolutely, uh, but that's such but, a great example of something that everyone yeah. just kind of is familiar with, right? Ketchup packets yeah. or whatever yeah, it may these, be. These squeeze bottles, yeah. right? And uh, or I. And uh, just to finish, like it doesn't really just apply to food, right? Shampoos, uh, toothpaste, mm -hmm. they all, they, like it, it's all dealing with type, a similar type of thing. It's, it's like a gel dough deal. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the fact that you're able to take, you know, real logical concept of something that is a bit abstract and not the most intuitive thing to understand but the fact that you can mm -hmm. apply it to concrete examples and even do little thought experiments like oh if i put water in a ketchup packet and i cut it open that water is going to flow mm -hmm. out whereas with ketchup yeah. i might have to squeeze it so it ha mm -hmm. has probably a higher yield stress right just kind of that kind of thought experiment is making it a lot easier to understand these scientific principles and i think that's something that you know when we talk about primary and secondary education in STEM, right, a lot of times this is the first time kids are being exposed to scientific principles. So how do we make mm -hmm. it concrete? How do we make it fun? How do we make yeah. it memorable? And I think your mayo and ketchup example really like encompasses kind of all of that. Yeah, would that be 
a little bit more fun than talking about like things sliding,、uh, <laughs> like down a slope. You know how? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> like all the or, or like a pendulum swing. Uh, type of you know physics. I feel like pendulum、uh, swing is like every single like physics class or something on a ramp, a ball. On a yeah,、ramp. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like a ball or some some type of like right, throwing ball. a ball from a the top of a building. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and this really just got me thinking. Like, yeah, there are a lot of like these food examples are very great media to explain science, and it actually carries. All like STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math, right?、Mm-hmm. It kind of carries all four. Yeah. In one, in one, you know, specific um uh, uh subject, you can say, right? So, because food itself, uh, there are a lot of fundamental science going into it. Uh, talk about the processing and all the technologies. In terms of engineering principles,、mm-hmm. and there are a lot of math too.、Right? Yeah,、even、I mean, rheology, to... all that equation, or you know,、yeah. like emotions and viscosity and Stokes equation, all everything、mm-hmm. is tied together, right? Yeah. Essentially, I... it is just using food as a medium to teach it, which I think、exactly. has the added benefit of everybody eats food, everybody、mm-hmm. knows food, everyone. I would say most people like food, right? Mm-hmm. So it's something that is very accessible to people,、um, mm-hmm. something that is easy for them to kind of conceptualize and visualize. Yeah, and it—I don't know—it's not, and it also it's very practical, right? So, it, like, it, it could be very hands-on for uh for for students to experience science.、Mm-hmm. And I felt that, that even in a lot of museums, uh, those type of science museums. Uh, I I I just think you know, like rockets, for example, or、yeah. or um or like nowadays probably robotics has gained so much, like this it it, it like those subjects or those um you you know topics represent STEM.、Mm-hmm. Like if if you think of STEM, you think about like. An astronaut, or right? You, you think know, of little kids like, coding a little Lego Lego yeah, robot, yeah, exactly, exactly. To do things like deliver a can of soda from one end、uh-huh. of the room to another room, right? That is like、yeah. the iconoclastic image of、yeah. early education of, of STEM. STEM. Yeah, I feel like look for STEM on like Google Image. I bet like the、true. the first ten <laughs> images are gonna be like little girls. You know, coding in front of a computer. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, I, if you search for STEM, you, you just kind of see a bunch of like chemical flags with like a circuit board, a, a conveyor belt, and a, yeah, a, 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 it's all like very hard science. Or, or I, well, I, I wouldn't say it's hard science, but it was. It's really like chunky. It's nothing like even biology is probably not properly、yeah. represented. Yeah, that's 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 very interesting. You're completely right. It's it's about electric circuits, computer robots, <laughs> coding things that、yeah. are like very much in more of the technology engineering field. Whereas、yeah. there's nothing about like germs, microbes, or plant、yeah. physiology. <laughs> Like, have you ever seen plant physiology be the poster child of STEM <laughs> education? Like,、oh, never, ever. <laughs> hey,、uh, I, I, you know what's for math? This is really funny. Like, What? what's one thing that would represent math in public perception? For STEM? No, just like mathematics in general. 
People would just think of probably like a equation sign or something, or E equals M C squared. <laughs> no, not even that. Not even that. <laughs> I, it, it's pi. Oh wow! Wow. <laughs> Or a calculator. <laughs> oh, okay, that is so helpful uh, <laughs> and so interesting. Uh, I mean, like to be honest, pi is very interesting if you teach it the right way. We see it in totally. You know, it's such a natural number that occurs everywhere. But you're completely right. Everything when people think of STEM, they think of things that are like machinery, hard. It's things, like things that are chunky. Yeah. Yeah. What about our natural world? Like, look outside. Look at like marine biology. Look at plants. Yeah. Look at all of these different things, right? Like those are also technically science. Those are a lot of. No, you those know, are absolutely science. Yeah. Those are absolutely science, but uh-huh. why are they just not seen as, I guess, equally important as some of the other science disciplines to teach? Yeah, exactly. And I felt like, um, I guess the reason why we bring it up is really, I think life science in general is a little bit. I don't know. It, it's less exposed, at least, to like these type of like public perceptions, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's something. Uh, food is certainly a kind of a collective subject to represent multiple. Uh, you, you can learn a little bit about plant science. You can learn a little bit about biology from uh learning food or interact with food. Yeah. Yeah,、mm-hmm. it's the perfect medium to teach a lot of things, right? Because we already、mm-hmm. mentioned in all our previous episodes, food science in and of itself encompasses so many different disciplines.、Um, but you know, I, I, I just, I, I wonder if there is a reason that it hasn't been as represented. It could just also be that, in terms of. Where people, you know, like if you look at the whole market economy, right? Maybe、mm-hmm. you know the demand right now seems to be like, oh, everybody, you know, every company wants to hire computer scientists. There's a shortage of computer engineers or whatever it might be, and maybe there is not as much demand、um, for yeah, some of these it, other disciplines in terms of just you know commercial value, right? It could be. Um, and I'd say you know engineering itself really had a great impact in the world for the last thirty or forty years,、uh, especially when you tie into the whole,、uh, you know,、uh, the internet age plus engineering, so、yeah. both hardware and software de- development. Right.、Um, and of course now, ComScience is such a computer science is such a, a hot major.、Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the like, new thing.、Right? Yeah, it's. Yeah, and and it's also like a competitive pace, uh, self-taught, uh, you know, uh, successful careers, right?、Mm-hmm. Kind of like those type of routes. So I felt that, uh, you know, food in this day and age, it's it's considered still a more of a, a, a of a of kind of a hidden science, I'd say, like because you don't. You don't see it a lot from, uh, from like like it's not perceived as like a, a STEM subject even, yeah.、Uh, and and many times, ma- many places they don't they don't talk about food, uh, that much. Uh, the the general public is relatively detached from food productions.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, uh, sure that's that's a pity, but that's also an opportunity. 
for、yeah. food science to rebrand itself and to 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 kind of integrate it into the early educations in primary and and secondary schools,、mm-hmm. so that it can change, and it can also. Like attract more talent directly into food science. Yeah, absolutely. I guess in that sense, it's sort of a blank state, right?、Mm-hmm. Blank slate where where you know there's a lot of different possibilities. And I think you know it's it starts from young, right? So I I know you know something when we're discussing this episode. I like the phrase you use, which is computer science has a great PR team.、Uh, <laughs> yeah, food science doesn't really have one. Right, but I、mm-hmm. think that 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 is something that can change, and、um, you know, we we there's a few examples of people kind of in, integrating food science into their classroom curriculum with good success. Right,、okay. uh, we can definitely talk through some of those later as well.、Um, mm-hmm. But I thought something, you know, you you mentioned something really interesting just now, which is a lot of people are very detached from the food production side of things. You know, when people、mm-hmm. eat chicken nuggets, they just see the frozen chicken nuggets in their freezer. They throw it in in the oven, and it comes out. But they maybe don't understand that everything that went into making that nugget, right? Right. Um. So I feel like that is something that you know people probably are curious about it if you present it to them in the right way. Um. Or but, at a younger age to sm- younger stimulate age. more interest about like. About food first, yes, like yes. not just to use food as a given, but more to、uh, kind of ask its origin and kind of being more connected to the root of the food. You know, just understanding、yeah. all of that.、Um, and one example which I thought of is、um, there's a really famous kindergarten teacher on YouTube. Okay. I know, like you know, YouTube celebrity who's a kindergarten teacher, like what? <laughs>、uh-huh. um, but his name is Joe Dombrowski, so that's D O M B R O W S K I.、Uh, he has a YouTube channel where he just showcases kind of the funny things that his kindergartner says, or examples of you know classroom curriculum that he does.、Mm-hmm. Um, for for April Fool's Day. He played a prank on his class of kindergartners, and he told them, "Hey, today is lollipop day. Everyone's gonna get a lollipop." <sighs> he had、uh-huh. a giant box in the front. He pulled out a lollipop, and it was a broccoli on a stick. And、uh-huh. <laughs> he told his kid, "You know, a lollipop is just anything on a stick." So every single student on the class got their own unique lollipop. Some people got, you know, a beet. On a stick, some people got, <laughs> you know, a sweet potato. Some people got a radish, and you know what? A lot of these kids have never seen those vegetables in its full raw format before, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Oh, this is actually like what a sweet potato looks like, you know, and they don't just、yeah. see it in a casserole. So I think that's an example of making it really fun, but also making、mm-hmm. it really educational. Right. Totally. Yeah, that's a great,、uh, and and that's like. Seeing the food in its raw form or in its natural form, it's such a powerful way of branding natural food and healthy eating, even、mm-hmm. right? Because,、um, you know, there there are a lot of food that was heavily pro- processed, and you don't really see how it looks fresh. Exactly.、Right. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So I think just giving kids the notion that like oh like even something as simple as a carrot or、uh, you know a leek 
how it looks like in a soup, potato and leek soup versus the raw leek by itself. Like those mm-hmm. are powerful moments that will get kids to ask, start asking questions like, oh, why does it look so different? Like, what did you do? Like, oh, mm-hmm. what did daddy and yeah. mommy do to make this thing into my dinner? You know? Yeah. You want to introduce that kind of curiosity and inquisitive questioning early on into mm-hmm. kids' career. And I think that's really what science is about, which is asking the right questions. Yes, right? yes. And discovering new things. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so, so like that's how I think at least for a lot of young kids in our generation, um, that's probably like the first, well, I wouldn't say the first, but like a very great example of learning engineering uh, was cars, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you ride cars, when you like see how uh, like adults were driving cars, like you start to wonder how like things are like come together to 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 um like operate this automobile, mm-hmm. uh, and I think these were what you just described were also like ways that we could uh, uh stimulate interest uh to to people about let's say a, a piece of processed food. Yeah. Like it probably also there are a lot of things go into it um, that that kind of give you the same result, right? Like in some ways, it's a convenient type of product that you can eat mm-hmm. on or you can interact with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, the great, great example, like, OK, if I make coffee at home or if I make juice at home and I put a stick in the fridge, why is it mm-hmm. that the juice will go bad in a week? But when I buy a commercial juice product, why is it good for a month or two months? Yeah. Right? Like just little things like that, I think. Yeah. And I feel like now, like the general public kind of like just like on one way, because I think food is so much taken for granted. So like people don't think enough or they don't yeah. ask the, the real question. Mm-hmm. Instead, they just say, well, they get preservatives in them. Yep. Or I, 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 I like that's such a simple blanket answer on on, on top of uh, what actually happened, right? So, yeah. uh, or sometimes we'll just say, yeah, I'm cooking. Because uh, cooking itself, like cooking this action is like detailed enough. Mm-hmm. But really like how to cook or what's going on with cooking itself. Right. It, it, like as a process, it's kind of, uh, you, you know, overlooked yeah like why does it why is it when i add butter it tastes good why is it better to roast you know broccoli it tastes so much better than you just Mm -hmm. boil it to hell (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. all all of those questions um uh i don't know i think you know a a lot of it is getting kids to ask the right questions um Mm -hmm. getting people to ask the right questions and um i don't know i feel like we I don't know. There must be kids' books about food there and has the to journey be. of food. Yeah, right. Or otherwise, we should write one. We should write one, <laughs> like the journey of this carrot. How did this carrot yeah. go from a carrot to a carrot chip? <laughs> yeah, or or, or some like yeah, or, or even more complicated food. Like it's it's like a family re- reunion of different food ingredients and end yeah. up to be like one thing. Right. Exactly. Like how uh-huh. did this come to be? Like people don't understand the complexity of the. Because we have made it, because food is something that we all eat. 
So of course, we have automated it and, you know, maximized efficiency and productivity to the point where like things just run so smoothly that mm-hmm. people don't realize like, oh, a lot of things are happening under the surface to, totally. to make that happen. Um, mm-hmm. But kind of yeah. on that note, maybe we can jump into, you know, potentially what are some ways to start introducing food science to kids and you know primary and secondary education kind of early yeah. on yeah so uh like we said uh there are kind of the two components uh just to kind of sum up uh we, we had uh, early on we talked about how food can be a medium to teach other stem like core stem subjects like chemistry biology and physics or mathematics uh at the same time uh, you can also teach food as a topic on its own, mm-hmm. which is the uh, lollipop example uh, for for uh, your, 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 you know kindergarten classroom or uh, these type of kids books mm-hmm. that can stimulate interest uh, to ask just in general getting curious about food. Yep. Uh, and then to learn about science, right? So so it really actually goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Like you could use food to stimulate interest for people to learn about STEM, and you could you could also teach STEM using food as examples. Exactly, and I think at that yeah. level, primary or secondary education, like the curiosity part, that is mm-hmm. a huge component, right? Yeah. Like I don't know about you, you're in STEM right now, currently, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Were there things around you when you were in, you know, high school, middle school, or even earlier? which spark your interest in science, maybe not necessarily food science, but you know, it's something that right. kind of made you think about, Hey, I might want to go into this when I'm older. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, 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 I kind of thought through this already or gotten asked in the past. And the answer for me was about chemistry, right? So the chemistry teachers that I had over the years in high school, throughout high school uh, were great. Uh, they're, they're great educators and they also got me to think a lot about these uh, you almost it, it, they opened a different lens to me to look at the world mm-hmm. right and that's how I got more into uh, food or, or as food as a medium mm-hmm. for chemistry or for uh, you, you could say like yeah for chemistry uh, at the very beginning that's how it started Right, 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 yeah, right. It's, it's turning, it's making a huge turn now, but like... Right, <laughs> but I think it's great later. that you could pinpoint yeah. it to the moments where, you know, you had a teacher or teachers with, yeah. who kind of maybe of fostered that or maybe not like in a super active way, but it's created an environment where, you know, you could develop that interest and curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah. it, you know, similarly, you know, when we think about STEM education, like definitely you want them to learn those principles and et cetera. But like when someone's just a kindergartner, even just getting them to be like, Oh, why does that happen? Like kids naturally mm-hmm. have curiosity. So giving them the opportunity to practice that curiosity on all these different things and like, you know, design experiments or, you know, try out different things. Okay. X doesn't work. How about why and does why work, right? Just giving them mm-hmm. opportunities for those type of exploration is absolutely important. Um, yeah. I think the really common example that people always talk about in food chem is the red cabbage example. Yeah, you want to talk through that a little bit? 
Uh, well, the red cabbage is a um, so it, it's a food, obviously, and um, it contains uh certain chemicals um uh, that that can change color based on its uh pH environment. So it would be a great thing to teach about pH, uh, the concept of pH using red cabbage as a um as a prop or, or it could be a demo or it could also be a lab uh, mm-hmm. i feel you could uh, because anthocyanins in in red cabbage uh, um uh, are uh, can change color uh, based mm-hmm. on the different ph conditions so you can um you can uh, basically showcase what ph is in a very uh visual way mm-hmm. right so yeah, so I think that the power of it, uh, we'll, we'll include like a little video in the show notes where for those who are interested to see it. And it's very interesting, very, very uh, easy and interesting to do on your own too. If you just boil some red cabbage and put in baking soda and some lemon juice mm-hmm. in it, uh, you, you will see the magic. Absolutely, yeah. I, I remember doing that, I think in middle school maybe, and it was, it was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just to see something very, I mean, it's very totally. visual, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and on the same, uh, at the same time, uh, y- you know, you can make a lot of different fermented foods uh, and, and that can go, uh, you, you can also uh, monitoring and measuring many of the changes mm-hmm. during the fermentation process. Mm-hmm. For example, making yogurt, it started with as a liquid and ended up as a gel. Yeah, uh, uh, and 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 uh, maybe like say kombucha or, or beer. Mm-hmm. It started as flat. <laughs> Get these little first graders to brew some beer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> hey, we didn't think about that, but okay, scratch this out of the. It's okay. Uh, uh, Their parents the can drink it. Their parents can drink it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Please don't report us to child protection services. <laughs> Okay, this is a little bit. This is like a classic design problem. It's like yeah. a drive-by design and not think of the actual users and audience. <laughs> but I, I love that example, though, because if you think about, you know, making kombucha, which is something that I am trying to do currently, uh-huh. I mean, it's just you can teach so many things from the kombucha, right? Mm-hmm. You can teach about the history. So not necessarily STEM, but is it? it's a vo- yeah, very multidisciplinary you know, type of medium. You can teach about the history. You can show kids about, you know, well, what's the difference between yeast, mold, and bacteria? And, you know, mm-hmm. we always think of bacteria and mold and yeast as a bad thing. But, hey, it can be a good thing, too. You can make it work for you, right, instead of against you. Um, you can totally. teach them about fermentation science. And I love the example you said just now of getting them to measure and track things over time. Because, like, mm-hmm. that's a great way to teach that science is not a single moment. A lot of yeah, times kinetics. science is about data collection. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You need to look at the results, look at how things change. It's a whole process. Yeah. And then the best part is you get to eat things at mm-hmm. the end or drink things at the yeah. end. Right? I, I remember when, um, you know, in science class, we did, like, we, we basically grow a plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was tomato or something. Yeah. And to monitor the growth of it. Yeah. Right? But that could totally be substituted with making sauerkraut. Fermented... Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Like making a fermented food. Yeah. Uh, it, it would. It, it would be the the 
almost the same process. Um, but in the end, you, you you actually end up with something concrete. Exactly. Uh, because uh, we did not succeed. I, I don't think the teacher was even expecting anybody to succeed <laughs> with actual tomato right. plant on yeah. the little uh, tomato, right? That we grew. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. But like yeah. that's you know, I feel like if you ask me to think back to my early, you know, primary, secondary education school days, like I literally cannot remember what I learned in class, but I will always remember what we did in class that was fun or that was. You know, I remember dissecting a frog because how can you、mm-hmm. forget that, right? Yeah. And I remember、right. even thinking to food micro class in college, undergrad. I remember making sauerkraut, and I remember our、yeah. sauerkraut grew pink mold and was not good. <laughs> That's how I learned that you know, depending、oh, on the color of the mold, you can tell a lot about your product, right? Yeah. Like those moments where you do something and you visually see something, like those. Experiential learning moments are what kids remember. Totally, yeah. So, well, that's I think that's that's a pretty pretty solid episode. Yeah. Yeah. I would、uh, say so. And、uh, well, finally, we have some resources. We've been kind of talking out of the blue,、uh, but、uh, we found that through just some. Quick、uh, web search that we found. You know there is a organization called TeachFoodScience.org. So if you are a, a teacher or you have、um, teachers who are uh, uh, close to you or friends or family members,、uh, you can show them this、uh, organization. They offer trainings、uh, to certified teachers、uh, around the、uh, United States to become、uh, certified food science teachers,、uh, so that they can properly add this. Subject to their,、um, I think that's mostly for high school. Is it? I、uh, I believe so, but I could、uh-huh. be wrong. Yeah, so so at least middle school and high school.、Um, so that's a great resource to look for.、Uh, kind of getting to the more professional developments,、mm-hmm. um, and also if、uh, if you're a parent or if you want to suggest some、uh, activities to your uh, your, your uh, children's school. Uh, there are、uh, many state universities, or I'd say most of the state universities of your own state at the、uh, in the U.S. should have extension services that offers courses or outreach programs、uh, that includes food science education.、Uh, these、uh, specialists from the service service、uh, extension service members、uh, they're great at、uh, you know、uh, helping students understand food and、uh, even give. Several lectures uh, uh, to uh, help students to stimulate interest about、uh, life science and food science in general.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely yep. a lot of resources available. You just have to tap into it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I believe different.、Um, this might be different from state to state, but for instance, I live in Illinois, and Illinois State Board of Education does have a food science curriculum for. You know, early high school food science classes. So you know, those you know resources also exist online. If you ever are curious, you know, at the high school level, kind of how how do I even start teaching food science? Like, what are the possibilities, right?、Mm-hmm. 
what are some example curriculum I can refer to? Um, you know, not just Illinois. I'm sure some other states also have this available. You can always look into those online. Uh, mm-hmm. Just do a quick Google search, and there are you know definitely examples out there. And I think it, it you know it cannot be understated. I think childhood educators all the way through high school. Educators mm-hmm. have a huge influence on kids' learning and their attitudes towards learning and new things and science. And I think it's great when, you know, teachers are able to incorporate all these different things into the curriculum because I think that it really makes a difference to totally. the way kids learn. And mm-hmm. yeah. huge and shout out to our... all the teachers everywhere, too. I think both yes. Ben and I have a lot of memorable teachers that we still remember fondly and think of from you know mm-hmm. every now and then so yeah they're certainly life impacting for sure yep all right so that's been a recording and uh, you can find us online uh, at uh, various podcast platforms uh please oh so now i think for many podcast platforms you can subscribe us so oh, make great. sure yeah that's that's i think it's a new thing we got an email from apple podcast at least nice uh-huh and that's i think as you can tell ben listeners. is the one who actually checks the podcast <laughs> email and does all the responsible <laughs> housekeeping stuff <laughs> you know, amanda amanda has been a great host for sure. <laughs> Thank uh, you. yeah um yeah content wise she's the content queen uh, <laughs> uh so uh yeah so you can uh give our previous episodes a listen if you want and um, give us a five star if you think we're doing a great job and um, you can contact us at fihpodcast at gmail.com so uh, see you next time till next time bye <laughs>